Hey guys, welcome to the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. This show is for virtual bookkeepers who are starting, growing, and scaling online bookkeeping businesses. I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and see what we're talking about in today's episode. Well, hey there. Welcome to episode 32 of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because it's our first recording for 2022. And since we've been on a bit of a holiday hiatus, I've really missed hanging out with our guests and our listeners. It's really great to be back. My guest this week is Liku Amadi, a licensed attorney based in California. While the world of online business continues to expand, Liku helps coaches and consultants establish a solid legal foundation for online business through custom contracts. She prides herself in taking an educational approach to legal services to make sure her clients understand the why behind the need for a legal foundation instead of just checking a box. Liku was named a 2021 top 40 under 40 lawyer for the National Black Lawyers Association. She's on the board of the Black Women's Lawyers of Northern California and is a three-time academically published author. So y'all know, this is going to be an amazing episode full of information that you can use as an emerging virtual bookkeeper with a growing practice. During our chat, Liku and I talk about some things to think about as you're structuring your business when the best time to formalize your business is, and what to do if you miss that window. And she also shares her thoughts about how virtual bookkeepers can benefit from having attorneys in their network. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot by listening to this episode. Liku shares an amazing gift for you at the end, so make sure you listen all the way through and you don't miss out. Now let's go talk to Liku about how you can legally structure your virtual bookkeeping services as you launch, grow, and scale to a multiple six-figure business. Hi, Liku. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming on to the Bookkeeper Base Camp podcast and having a good old juicy legal conversation with me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Let's, you know, get into it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Why don't we start by you telling our audience a little bit about yourself and your business and how you came to be an attorney? Of course. Um, my name is Liku Amadi. I am a California-based attorney, California licensed, born and raised out here in the Bay Area. Um, I started a NASA law firm in March of 2021. That is my own practice where I help um, coaches and consultants mainly establish a solid legal foundation for business through contracts, trademarks, and entity formation. Um, I started my own law firm because I wanted control of my own time. I'm also um, a very new mom, so I'm adjusting to that. And everything's been a lot, but it's been super exciting. So I'm just ready to, you know, catapult my business and work with other business owners as well. I love it. Congratulations on the new edition. I know Thank we talked you. a few months ago yes. and you had, <laughs> I think you had just delivered at that point, mm-hmm. right? Awesome. Yes. So things are going well, right? 
yes, things are going well. I got the hubby helping out. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Everything is smooth. I love it. I love it. So I know that when you have a little one in the house, you don't have very much time. So let's go ahead and jump into <laughs> some of these interview questions. Okay. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get started by me asking you this? I know you've been an attorney for a little bit and you work, like you said, you work with coaches and consultants and service providers, I, I assume is, is included in that consultant kind of umbrella. But what mm-hmm. would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that you see? I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in, right? What are some <laughs> of the biggest mistakes that you see newer startup entrepreneurs make um, in terms of like setting themselves up legally um, when they're first starting out? Yeah, I think one of the biggest mistakes is really just trying to check boxes. And this is going to be for multiple things. I'll give examples, but um, just kind of trying to check the box of like forming an LLC or getting your trademark or just doing something because you heard someone else say it, maybe an influencer, for example, or you on LLC Twitter and they told you something about your EIN or whatever that may be. A lot of people aren't taking actions um, because they're well-informed about those actions. It's more so just, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. So I think that's a huge mistake there because in different areas, people may be taking certain actions that they don't need to take or may not benefit them. Um, And that's just like an umbrella issue right there. So entity formation is one thing, whether you should be an LLC, whether you should remain a sole proprietor, all of that depends on multiple factors. Um, Not hiring (laughs) the right professionals early on, you were able to help me, you know, narrow in on what type of financial professional I needed help with, just to let you know, I have since hired and I'm very happy with my hire. (laughs) And um, so that getting like the right people to help you. um, And even with that, just again, relying on so many resources that are out there in the internet world can really lead you astray. So really doing your research to find the correct person who can help you. Um, Another problem is uh, trademarking, uh, not trademarking your brand. And again, this decision just depends on where you are in business and where you plan to go in the future. It may not be for everyone, but protecting your brand is important, especially for professionals of color, because a lot of um, our ideas just get, you know, taken away from us because we don't know the value of protecting our brand. And lastly would be contracts. Um, (laughs) We use contract templates or we don't use contracts when the best thing to do is to use contracts that are, have been made custom to our business that fit our business model, that fit our rules, our policy. So all of that can be embedded um, into the contracts that we use. And we have the power over the dynamics of our uh, professional relationships when working with clients. So those little things there. (laughs) Wow, you 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 said so many things. I actually pulled out a sticky <laughs> pad and started taking notes so I could just make sure that I check the boxes and, and, and get back to some of these things. So let me ask you this quickly. So you mentioned checking the boxes, not trademarking soon enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then using the right types of contracts, preferably those that are customized specifically mm-hmm. to our business. But you also said something that really piqued my interest when you said not hiring the right professional at the right time. And so mm-hmm. when for a brand new business, when is the best time to reach out to 
an attorney? Is it before you start your business or right as you're start? Like when is the best time? So generally the typical attorney answer is it depends, but that is not the case here. Um, before you start your business, because there are just so many legal parts that come with launching your business and uh, having your business. And so the first thing is forming your business entity, right? That is the very first thing. And that's a legal process. There are different considerations that you should talk to an attorney about when you are um, preparing your contracts. Again, another legal thing uh, before you bring on your first client, when you're setting up your website and you are working with, uh, let's say like a web designer or someone um, who's doing your photo shoot for brand photos, those things require contracts as well. So making sure that what you want out of those agreements um, is outlined and you know how to get those things, right? When you're ready to hire someone of your own, hiring that person, that's a legal move, right? So I would definitely say early on, it's best to just find an attorney that you can rely on and you don't have to have them on call 24 seven, but just someone to tap in with, um, whether it's to ask questions or someone to do your work. And if that attorney can't help you because our areas are very specialized, then they'll be able to refer you to someone who can. And at least that way you're always on your toes. I love it. Okay. That's good stuff. So let's, I'm going to keep it real, right? So Mm -hmm. let's talk about it's specifically for bookkeepers because so often what happens with us is we walk away from a corporate role, right? And, or we start picking up clients before we walked away from a corporate role because we may know someone, someone in the family, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. right? And so we just start taking on clients before we think about formally, you know, setting up our business, Right. Mm-hmm. And so we find ourselves in a situation where we may start out as a sole proprietor. We've never formally like gotten an EIN number, believe it or not, or, mm-hmm. you know, created our LLC. And if someone finds themselves in that position today, mm-hmm. like, what do we do? Like I've been in business, say, let's say, for instance, this person has been in business for six months, mm-hmm. nine months, a year or so, and they have not done those things yet. Is it too late? Oh, no. What do I do? It is not too late. It is not too late. Um, Generally speaking, it's not too late. Let me not blanket that. Um, And just a quick disclaimer, all of this is just legal information, not legal advice. I am no one's attorney, but if you would like to be my client, contact me, sign an engagement letter, make the payment, and then I'll give you legal advice, right? So my quick disclaimer there. But um, as far as your question, um, it's not too late. And so- you know, if you're operating for six months, you probably, again, helped out a family member or a friend or a couple or something like that. You're dealing with people's money. So the first thing you want to do is formalize your legal entity. And when you get the opportunity to do that, all the clients that you'll get moving forward, now that you're really diving into business, you'll be prepared and set up for that. So it's not too late to do that. Um, same thing, opening up your business bank account. It's never too late to do that. Um, let me not say never. I hate those solid words. Absolute. <laughs> generally not. Yeah, it's generally not too late to do that. Because again, in the same situation, when you open a business bank account, instead of pouring um, the money that you make from working with your clients and your personal funds or, you know, that you've left from the job, whatever the case may be, you don't want those all in one pot. Opening your business bank account helps you start to separate those monies. And I know bookkeepers know all about commingling. Funds. We better. 
We yeah. better. <laughs> Y'all better. <laughs> so we want to avoid that, right? And you can, if you're not operating in um, a proper fashion, then you can you can start to do that and, you know, minimize as much trouble as possible moving forward. So generally speaking, it's not too late. And I say generally because in those six months, that three months, even that one month, when you're working with someone and you don't have those things like that, still room and opportunity for you to mess up. You're dealing with people's lives. You're dealing with their livelihoods. So there's still that window of opportunity until you get everything solidified. Got it. Got it. Okay. So something that I hear a lot especially from my clients who are newer in business Mm -hmm. is that they haven't worked with an attorney or um, they've gone the template route, like you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. instead of like that customized, you know, uh, contracts and that sort of thing, but they've chosen to either go to forego working with an attorney uh, because of the prohibitive costs that is involved, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. they're brand new to business. Right. So, Talk to me about working with someone who may not have even started to generate revenue um, as an attorney. Help us, help me kind of relieve them from some of that fear. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not asking you to share your rates or anything like that, but do we, do they need to be afraid? Like, do they need to say, I can't do this because it's just too cost prohibitive? Absolutely not. You know, where there's a will, there is a way. And you know, attorneys are looked at, and I'm trying to dispel this as um, just, you know, mm, I got to work with an attorney. That means there's a problem or it's going to be expensive. And, you know, when attorneys are really there to help catapult you in your business, like it's not just showing up when there's a fire or when you need something immediately or if you've done something wrong. Um, so I'll say that first, as far as costs go, it is, an exp- it is expensive to work with most attorneys, but what you're investing in is, is worth it. And I think when people don't understand the value of what they're investing in and exactly how it's supposed to help their business, they're less inclined to spend that money, right? Um, especially when you're starting out as a new business owner, like the funds are low, you know, mm-hmm. and you just have so many things that you need to do. Um, but foregoing working with an attorney, working with an working with an attorney is not the thing to do. Um, there are a lot of resources out there. Uh, some things people try to do themselves, you know, um, and they can go to an attorney to fix them. I wouldn't advise that. Working with an attorney at the outset is always the best. But some people are able to do that successfully. Again, I wouldn't mm-hmm. advise. But hey, it's reality, right? We're starting our businesses. Um, there are resources out there such as like legal clinics. So for example, when I was in law school, I worked for our small business legal clinic and people would come in and have their LLCs formed, their trademarks filed, and um, that would be for free or for very low cost. And then the client would pay, let's say like administrative fees or something like that. So specifically look around like at your local law schools and see if they have any clinics like that, because it's supposed to be to help people who are starting businesses who don't have those funds to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars on an attorney. Um, And then also just really doing your research because some attorneys, you know, may be within your budget and some attorneys are not, but do your research to find out who those attorneys are that you can work with. Or if there's someone that you really want to work with and you need to save up again, just do your research, research, research. So that when you finally are in the position to work with an attorney, that it is someone who you think is right for you. And you're not just out there giving your money to anyone. 
Yeah. I mean, so you, you just are dropping like nuggets here. So (laughs) a couple of things really just made me smile. I wish you guys could see us on camera, but you mentioned, um, in the word investment, right. And Mm -hmm. so it's so much, what I thought about is it's so much better to put that investment in upfront and probably less expensive to do that upfront than it is to turn, have to turn around and fix a problem that oh, we, yeah. you know, that we didn't deal with on the front end. Right. So that's the first thing that I thought about. And then the other thing that I thought about that you were saying when you were explaining how people kind of think of attorneys and dispelling some of the myths, it's the Mm -hmm. same thing with bookkeepers and other finance professionals, right? That new entrepreneurs, new business owners have this idea in their mind that we too can be cost prohibitive to work with and to partner with. It's the same thing. And so I just want to encourage our listeners right now, you know, put yourself in the shoes and, you know, just think about it from your own perspective and how important it is for your potential clients to work with you sooner rather than later. It's the same thing for us working Mm -hmm. with attorneys and other professionals that can help us to get started and really lay the right groundwork. Um, So our businesses, you know, down the line, we are protected um, and that we can grow profitably and sustainably. So good stuff, all, all good stuff, all good stuff. So can I I add one more thing? Absolutely. Go for it. (laughs) Because I mentioned the contract templates earlier and also, you know, people just using their resources. So I recognize that entrepreneurs, people starting out, like they are in a certain position where they maybe can't afford custom contracts. And I do think that although contract templates aren't the best, that it definitely shows that they're making some effort. Like they know they need a contract in place. They know they want to have it in place before working with clients. And so going to get the contract templates, I think says a lot. Just you may not be, be able to afford something custom, but you know that you do need some protection in place. But when you start dealing with more and more clients and you see that that contract isn't reflecting your company or your business's experiences, then that's where there may be a problem. Or if you don't know what that contract means, if you don't know what section four means, you know, that's a problem. You should be able to talk to your clients about that if they come to you with a dispute, et cetera, et cetera. So I just wanted to make it clear that um, I do appreciate that people go and get the templates, even though they're not the best because they're still trying to protect themselves. And that is a resource there. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was actually going to be one of my questions when we talk about, (laughs) you know, templates and that sort of thing. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When it comes to contract templates, and again, remember her disclaimer, you guys, this is Mm -hmm. not legal advice. She's nobody's an attorney. If you want to be her (laughs) client, you can reach out to her and we'll share her and we'll share Liku's information with you. But let me ask you this. So let's say Mm -hmm. someone got a a contract template pack and Mm -hmm. they wanted to use one of the contracts, but before they did, they wanted to run it by an attorney. Oh, you guys Mm. can't see me do air quotes. I was doing air (laughs) quotes. They want to run it by an attorney. Mm -hmm. In your, anecdotally, in in your experience, Mm -hmm. can that save a business owner um, some of the cost in working with an attorney? Or does an attorney typically want to start and use their, you know, boilerplate or, or custom templates that they have already? So does it, does it make sense to say, hey, you know, sister girl attorney, like here's my template. Like, is that insulting to to you guys or Um, how does that work? 
No, and I guess I can only speak for myself, but um, that's not insulting to me. I, again, see that as someone made an effort to try and protect their business. So I appreciate that. Cost-wise, every attorney is different. For me, for example, I charge on a flat fee basis. So if you say I need this contract work done, I'm going to say it costs X amount and then we move forward. Other attorneys, uh, most attorneys charge hourly. So if they're not only reviewing something that you give to them, but also revamping it, advising you on how to use it and et cetera, et cetera, the, uh, those hours may add up pretty quickly versus them just you know whipping something out for you that they've only worked on um, because mm -hmm. at that point they're reviewing someone else's stuff looking to see if there's any red flags any holes and then adding you know what you need for your business into that so um again it depends but i think the best route is to just work with your own attorney from the outset um, because you may get that template and take it to an attorney and they may completely chop it up because it doesn't fit your business needs templates are meant to be um like you know one size fits all and we all know that in business, like we're unique, our operations are unique and all of that. So templates really can't capture that. Um, and for an attorney to capture that, that takes time um, and that takes you know money. <laughs> so it's much cheaper to just go to an attorney from the outset. Love it. Okay, great. So just a few more questions before we start to wrap up. Of course. What's one thing that you would maybe recognize or, or recommend for our for a bookkeeper to do this week? Like, let's say they haven't been great about working with an attorney in the past or, mm -hmm. or it, let's just say formalizing things in their business. But what would be one thing that you would recommend that they do this week to mm -hmm. really move the needle in their business in terms of laying that Kind of that groundwork laying that strong foundation to mm -hmm. to begin to formalize to begin to formalize the business start reaching out to attorneys like find yeah. three this week find three call them tell them where you are in business you know book a consultation some are free some are paid um and so just before that, do your background research on that attorney, see how much you can find. If it looks like they can help you, then get three of those attorneys. Get on a phone call with them, tell them where you are in business, um, tell them some of your concerns or where you think there may be holes, uh, where you may need to, um, you know, have a, a solid foundation as far as it comes, as, as far as brand protection or protecting your entity or contracts or anything else you might be dealing with in business and let that attorney tell you, okay, here's where we're at. You're doing A, B, and C, you know, I recommend X, Y, Z. And then at that point, it's in your hands to take the action, whether to, you know, work with that attorney or keep moving the way you are, try to do it yourself. Um, I recommend working with the attorney, especially if you like them. Um, and that just, that's a better path because it eliminates you doing all of the research and guesswork of trying to figure out what you have to do on your own. Um, and then there's just this gray cloud over your head. Like, I'm th I think I'm supposed to do this, but I'm not sure. And then you put it on the back burner and you don't notice it. And then the kitchen blow up and, you know, a client got a problem. And so just finding an attorney to talk to um, really would save you a lot of that time and stress because also, when you talk to an attorney and any professional, like when I talk to you about, you know, hiring a financial professional for my firm, I was all over the place. I was like, I think this is the type of person I need. And you were just able to 
break it down and just help me feel at ease, you know, with how I was moving in the future. And like I said, now I've hired someone. So I definitely recommend that approach. Otherwise, I probably would have still been researching, you know, the different sides <laughs> and what I'm supposed to do. I would have been losing money in my business. Like, so reach out to an attorney. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because it brings up kind of my last point. Um, and then we'll talk about, I know that you have a, a freebie that you wanted to make available uh, to our audience, to our listeners. But so we talked a few months ago when you had a particular need and I, I in, in preparation for this interview, I was thinking to myself, what are some ways that bookkeepers could actually collaborate with attorneys, right? Because I know that there can be some overlap. I know that there are some bookkeepers who will will do some uh, entity formation paperwork, some basic mm-hmm. entity formation paperwork. And then you see online all the time, you know, questions about who should I go to to set up my LLC? And you have the folks in the finance camp that say, you need to think about these implications. And then you have folks in the legal camp that say, well, you need to think about these implications. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there are ways that our, our listeners in our community can think about really collaborating. So when you talk about going out and finding three attorneys that may be able to help me formalize my business, mm-hmm. there have to be other opportunities you know, to work with attorneys to better serve the entire like business community, right? Right. At large. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. And I think the easiest way is just collaborating to help serve like your client, right? So there are, like you said, some bookkeepers and other professionals as well who do entity formation and um, just fill out simple documents, but it, it is a legal process, you know, like on the California state Um, Secretary of State website where you can file for your business entity. It says we recommend you talking to an attorney, right? So as a bookkeeper, not taking that on for yourself or being worried about the unauthorized practice of law, for example, which can put you in jeopardy, right? We don't want that. Um, Just have an attorney who you can refer your clients to. Like if it's, you know, your client's like, hey, I've been trying to do this in my business. Like, Instead of you trying to help them, you know, to say, hey, I may have a resource to you and refer them that way. Um, I have a relationship like that, actually. And whenever people ask me questions about bookkeeping or like taxes or even setting up a bank account to the extent like I can't answer those questions, I am a fan of staying in your lane and just knowing your expertise. So I'm like, look, I can send you a link to this person right here. I'm sure they will be happy to help. That way I've done my duty to my client and I haven't overstepped outside of my lane. And, you know, the bookkeeper is able to help in their lane of expertise. And, you know, the client is served from both of us. So I think from the, from the legal aspect, just knowing knowing that you need to stay in your lane and having someone who is trusted, who you vetted, um, be there to help you out in partnership because then that can also generate clientele for both of you. Um, Everyone wins, the client wins. I love it. Absolutely great. All right, well, let's talk about that freebie that that I just mentioned. I know that um, you have, it's a a checklist, right? Tell us a little bit more about that. 
So it is a legal business essentials checklist, um, and it just goes over categories of information to consider. So entity formation is definitely one of those. Um, trademark and protecting your brand is definitely one of those. Contracts is definitely one of those. And so there's, um, I want to say it's like five to six pages, I forgot, but there's a lot of information there that's just good generally to know. And again, if you're not sure if it applies to you, then that's where you go to an attorney to get legal advice specific for your situation. So this is very much just um, a set of legal information to kind of let people know, like, these are the things that you should be looking out for. These are the things that you should consider in your business because sometimes, or most times people just don't know what they don't know. I know that's right. correct for me when it comes to financials, like that's why you have an expert help you. And so I just, I make it a point to try and educate people through my firm so that they can know, so that they can be aware, at least plant a seed that they may need to take some other action to protect or propel their business moving forward. Um, and I will say, since this is being recorded now, that I'm actually retiring the checklist soon. So if you go to my website um, and you don't see it there anymore, or you visit me on Instagram and you don't see the link there anymore, then I very much invite you to email me directly and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. Were you lying when you said you had this? And I'll be like, no. And I will send you the document directly because um, I appreciate when people reach out, you know, closed mouth does not get fed. So if you ask for it, uh, I will give it to you. But I just wanted to make that clear because I am retiring it in a few weeks. So. so you guys, when you listen to this episode, make sure that you run, don't walk <laughs> to Liku's website or to her Instagram to learn more about how you can actually grab that. And we'll share all of your contact information in our show notes. And, mm -hmm. and we'll also share a bit more about how people can reach out to you and work with you. Now, let me ask you this really quickly. Um, and then I'll ask you to share your contact information. You're California based. Can right. you work with clients only in California or across the country? Um, it depends on the type of work that they need. Um, so generally, uh, trademarks is federal. So when it comes to trademarks, um, I can work with anyone across the states. Um, entity formation, I do mostly California, like vast majority is California. However, um, I am able to form other entities in other states. Um, and then lastly, contracts. Contracts also depends. Um, contracts is one of those where I may have to contact an attorney in that state that someone else is in outside of California and just make sure that I work with them in order to set up your contract properly. So it depends, <laughs> but generally um, I, I can do the work. And when I can't, uh, I can be a resource and help you find someone who can help you. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked that because you, we, you see a lot of attorneys online and I, I rarely hear anybody ask that question. Like, mm -hmm. can we work together? I, for instance, my businesses run off, you know, from the East coast. I know mm -hmm. that there are certain things now that I can, let me pick up the phone or let me, you know, hit the keyboard and reach out to Liku because I know that I can work with her on, on these things, or mm -hmm. I know that I trust her and I know she's going to put me in contact with someone who I have to work with in my particular state, you know, on right. a particular issue, especially if it's client related, that sort of thing. You want to make sure mm -hmm. you're careful with that guys. Okay. So how, how can we get in contact with you? Where do we find you on the interwebs? <laughs> 
Yes, you can find me um, via my website, anasalawfirm.com. That's A-N-A-S-A lawfirm.com. There I just have my general information and you can also book a consultation with me through my website. That's also where I post my events and any other information that's basically the home. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Instagram is where I drop my gems. I go live. I try to be funny on reels. You know, I got my carousels going, um, but that's really the platform that I use to educate and put information out there for people to consume. So if that's something that you need, and this is just about general business practices, would definitely say follow me on Instagram at Anasa Law Firm, A-N-A-S-A Law Firm, um, and, you know, hit me up, say that you heard me speak on the podcast, and I will say, hey. But um, those two main channels, also you can add me on LinkedIn, of course, but Instagram and my website are the main ones. I love it. I love it. I love it. Liku, girl, you dropped some gems here too. Don't, hey. it's not just Instagram. <laughs> you dropped some gems. I know I definitely learned some things and I so appreciate you spending some time with us on the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. It has been an absolute honor and a privilege to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. All right, guys. So that's it for this episode. I know you guys learned some stuff. Make sure you check the show notes. Make sure that you rate and subscribe the podcast. Reach out to Liku. um, Get your legal house in order. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. As always, until then, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and ciao for now. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bookkeeper Basecamp podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a positive review. This will help other virtual bookkeepers like you find the show and learn how they can become a bookkeeper CEO too. And if you want to hear more from me, be sure to follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels, or you can simply search hashtag Bookkeeper Basecamp. And don't forget, you can always come hang out with us over in the free Bookkeeper Basecamp Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. So that's it for this episode. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, be profitable, and we'll see you next time.